I want to introduce to you guys today uh, a man by the name of Steve, Pastor Steve Sear. Uh, Steve is a pastor in Cal- of a Calvary Chapel in La Rochelle, France. Um, and he is here kind of today to give you a little bit of, a, of an idea of what's happening where he's at. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's French-Canadian, so I try not to hold that against him. Um, but... <laughs> So please welcome Pastor Steve. It is a, I am really thankful to be, uh, to be invited to share with you a, a little bit. Very invi- encouraged to, uh, to hear of um, all, the, all the other guys, 159,000 Bibles. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's encouraging. I hope you are encouraged. So I'm French-Canadian, um, and uh, uh, we're supposed to have a little video run in the background so you can see my wife and kids. My wife would have loved to meet all of you guys. And um, from what you can see, uh, she's obviously the better half for sure. And uh, uh, we live in La Rochelle, so we are in La Rochelle right on the Atlantic Ocean uh, in France. Uh, and, um, you know, um, we, uh, we came here. Uh, I came here for, for the pastors' conference for over the past 15 years, you know, on and, on and off, you know, a uh, few times, and uh, never been able to attend this mission conference. And uh, I'm stoked to be here, and I hope you, I hope you are too. And uh, you got, you got to know that uh, all our ministries are anchorage. Just a friend of mine is taking a picture, and I'm going to show the church the picture of all you here. And everybody's encouraged to see that you are praying, you are uh, involved, and um, uh, it it makes all the difference uh, in the world. And um, obviously, so we are in Europe. You see all the the old buildings in in the backgrounds. And um, Europe is obviously, you know, a, a, a hard, dark, dark place. I mean, I keep saying that the French, their heart, is uh, is thick as their their fortification walls. Uh, that's that's how I see it. So we see all the old buildings there, and uh, what we face on a day by day, uh, you know, uh, living is just the um, the spir- spiritual unbelief, spiritual unbelief, and um, uh, just a, a even a sleepiness from the the Christians, and uh, so. Um, the, the city where we are at, La Rochelle, there's 100,000 people and there's four churches, including the, 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 the church plant we're doing there. So there's a huge need. It's, there's a huge need everywhere, but uh, there's, um, uh, there's a huge need where we are, for sure. And uh, we've been in, in France for eight years. It's, it's going to be the ninth year. Uh, and um, uh, we planted two churches. So for the first five years, we were in the center of France. Uh, my wife and kids, we arrived there eight, nine years ago, and the Lord just do a, a great work. Uh, the, the church grew up fast. Uh, we, I had an assistant for a, f- a few years there that he, he took over the church, uh, obviously. And uh, what, we, uh, what we do is every two, uh, two, three months, I would bring a team uh, from the church, non-converts, just, you know, People, whoever wants to jump in, and just took them to uh, this city of La Rochelle to do evangelism, 
and uh, just to, get, to give them a sense of mission and go out in their country with their people and just start to evangelize. And uh, little that we knew that at some point the Lord was, would just show us to go in La Rochelle and plant another church. So um, we arrived in, um, uh, in La Rochelle. So the video you see there, uh, we filmed this with my wife one year ago, right after the, the, the COVID thing. And um, uh, the Lord just did a, a great word, work since then. But we, what we realized right after COVID is uh, all the, you know, France is one of the most individualistic place in the world. Everybody is just like, you know, uh, uh, thinking about themselves. And um, it's just like, it's uh, really individual. So you notice that my English is not my first language, right? He knows this now. And I'm not using it a lot in France. So just, uh, just so you know. But with COVID, it's just like th- that culture just came back straight. And uh, we have to kind of feel like we have to do everything over again. But the thing is, we realized that the people needed a place to meet. Uh, La Rochelle is a wealthy, really wealthy city, really known. All the, the, uh, the rich people go, go there by the ocean and by big villas. And, uh, and so we, had a, we were wondering how we couldn't have a place to meet on Sundays. So one year ago, right after we, we, sh- we shot that video, the Lord provided... Uh, for a uh, four-star hotel right downtown where we can meet. So when we've, uh, we've been meeting uh, since every Sunday, and, and the church is growing uh, by God's grace. And um, uh, since we, uh, we got through three new places where, where we can meet, during the, during the week we have a, a, a place uh, during the week where we can meet with, we can fit 200 people. We didn't feel it yet, but we, my wife uh, does all the kids' ministry there. Every few months, we do all the gatherings. We are, we are just uh, starting over to do all the, 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 the suppers, you know, the meals together. So it's, uh, we feel like it's, it's going to be a season where, uh, you know, the Lord is going to use those places uh, again and uh, meeting. And we just, we just feel that after COVID that people needed that sense. Even if, you know, the, the, the online church and, you know, stay at home type of thing started to be, uh, to be huge. Uh, the people started to need a, a sense of need, a, 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 need a place to, 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 to meet and, and gather, and uh, the Lord just provided. And uh, more, more than ever, actually, um, I'm convinced that the Lord is just reaching out to the nations. I, I hope you are. Uh, you are convinced of that, too. And uh, so every week, uh, twice a week, I am in the street, and we do street evangelism with uh, an older guy. He's 75 years old. His name is Christian. And him and I, we go and uh, we just invite people. We just have a simple conversation. We try to just have a, a, a real contact with the people straight downtown, right in, in front of everybody, just talking, you know, sharing uh, the gospel clearly with them, inviting them to the church. And uh, we had, in 25 years, I've been a Christian for 25 years, and uh, it's, the, it's the first time in 25 years I've, I've had so many good conversations. I, I'm surprised by what God is doing, and uh, we, uh, we, uh, we gave thousands of invitations, just the two of us, over the past year. So you can pray for that. Every week we're there, a few, few times a week, 
just in um, sharing about who we are, what we, what we do. Uh, you know, the French also uh, have been thought to refuse God since they are really little. And we are just in their face sharing about the gospel and telling them that Jesus loves them. And um, I think it's making a, a, a real difference because we, we start seeing in the past few months people coming, start to come at church on Sunday. So the four-star hotel uh, is, is, a, is not a big attraction because they didn't come for that. But um, it's a nice place where uh, we, can, uh, we can gather. And uh, most of the people that come now are the people, are people that I, we, we've met in the street. And, um, and we, start, we start to see some fruits after one year. Uh, we, we're going to have the first baptism uh, in June. And um, yes, thank you. And, um, and again, I think the, the Lord is just showing us to, to, to hit the street, but he, he wants to reach the nations. Uh, we've, we've had the chance, because it's a wealthy city, it's by the ocean, a lot of people from all over Europe come. So uh, over this, this year, we, have, we had the chance to pray with a lot of people from Europe. Belgium, Germany, Switzerland, a bunch of people that gave their lives to, uh, to the Lord. So we're sowing a lot, and, um, and uh, we're going we're gonna to continue to preach the gospel. That's why, you know, uh, to all the nations, even the French, I, I hope you believe it, right? <laughs> even the French. Um, uh, and that's what we want to continue doing, just preaching the gospel. And um, we're starting a new ministry. Next week, we're going to announce it to the church with the, the international students. There's a, there's a need. There's a guy that's going to take over that ministry at church. So we have another building now right in the middle of the universities that we were able to, uh, to get last week. So it's going to start very soon, probably in the, in the fall. And uh, another thing you can pray for is my wife. She attracts Muslim ladies. So for years now, we've had Muslim ladies, Turkish, yes, Turkish friends. The only thing I know is to get out of the house. You know what I mean? So every time there's a friend come over, I'm gone. I'm out. I'm out of there. So you can pray for that because the Lord is really reaching out uh, to, uh, to, to the nations and uh, where we are. And uh, we'll see what he wants to do from, uh, from there. Thank you for your time. Uh, and uh, God bless you. I feel like the Lord might be calling me there after <laughs> good food. Uh, so next up, um, Lucho, are you in here? There he is. Uh, so Pastor Lucho Garcia is from Calvary Chapel in Lima, Peru. Um, he, he's one of the regional Calvary Chapel Association leaders as well. So uh, Pastor Lucha is going to come up and just share a little bit what's happening at his church and in the country there. And thanks, buddy. Thank you, Steve. Hello. Thank you very much. Uh, my English is very broken. I didn't have any formal English education. I learned English with Pastor Chuck Tapes. <laughs> Incredible. He pauses, he pronounced each word. For me, it was great. I went to Bible college in California, and all my friends hear Pastor Chuck double, triple speed. Oh, no, I got a regular speed. And I came by myself to America. I met the uh, Calvary Chapel movement after being 15 years Christian. 
and I went to one side of the Christian, Christian spectrum to the other side. And I didn't fit in any church. And I really think that I was from other planet and there was no any church I can fit till Pastor Jeff Johnson from Calvary Chapel Downey came to Lima to do an outreach and invite Pastor Raul Reese to preach at that outreach. And Pastor Raul doesn't speak English and doesn't speak Spanish and you can understand that. I have no idea, but almost the whole stadium went back and received the Lord through him. And it was my first contact with the Calvary Chapel movement. Oh my goodness, I couldn't believe Pastor Raul in the outreach with Bermuda slaps, t-shirt, I love it. And I really fit perfectly with the movement with Calvary Chapel. I came with my, by myself to, Flor, to uh, Los Angeles to study at the Bible College. Pastor Chuck gave me scholarship, studied two years, and wanted to come back to Peru because wanted to start the first Calvary Chapel in Peru. And uh, some pastor said to me in California when I graduated, come to my church, we want to start a Spanish ministry. I say, no, there is a big need in Peru. There is not a single church that teach through the Bible. And it was 27 years ago. And right now we have around 29 churches in Peru. And the Lord has been so wonderful. And just, that's a mission conference. And I really love that you are here because you want to do something with missions. And just, I want to, to invite you to go to a mission field trip. Go, short or big, go. Check what's going around the world, south of the border of USA, and you won't believe it. People are so hungry to, to hear the word of God, and come on, come on to Peru, come on to Brazil, come on. And also there is Celso, Celso, where are you? Celso is in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And it's incredible what he's doing, uh, uh, what the Lord's doing in, in Brazil. Come and visit native pastors, Peruvians, Brazilians, Colombians. I, the Lord blessed me a lot with all those missions teams that come. And really, for us, was a big support. Try to go and visit all the Calvary Chapels. You can go. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Lucho. Uh, next, we're going to have one of our um, kind of more local guys, Pastor Mark Abrams. Uh, some of you guys know Pastor Mark. Um, they got the Calvary Chapel Word of Life. Uh, he's, I don't know if he's going to come or not. I, I, I might have surprised him. <laughs> he didn't know he was coming down. Um, so, you know, Pastor Mark's in North Philly. They have this incredible building that they've been given essentially there in, in a lot of ways. Um, this phenomenal stuff happening at his church in the current building, and uh, he's got great stuff going on. So, Mark, if you would just share briefly. Uh, yeah, two, two minutes, yeah, about what's going on. But then, you know, for people that are local, ways that they can be involved. 
with you. Absolutely. Um, the first thing is we need prayer because um, we on a mission field. It's a different mission field, a real violent mission field. Last year was about 200 and 500, rather, and 63 homicides in Philadelphia. So we're on a dangerous mission, Phil. Um, so we do have a church in North Philly at 16th and Allegheny. Um, our alarm went off this morning. I hope nobody didn't steal everything. And um, we also have a building in Germantown, which is about 65,000 square feet building, where we do a young, we started this ministry when COVID hit. We started a ministry with young boys. Um, I always disciple young guys. Um, I, I see the value of that, especially, especially fatherless guys or displaced young guys. And what we realize is um, we started reaching these boys. I, I had a group that was about, I'm thinking in ninth grade, they were in ninth graders in high school, um, high school age. And when I met these guys, I was meeting with these guys on Tuesdays and on Fridays. What I realized that I was way too late, you know, age-wise. I mean, they could still get saved and Jesus could do, you know, remarkable things in their lives. But from some of the, some of the conversations we had with these guys, we realized that was an older age. So we started discipling the guys at seven years old. And so we started this ministry called Forever Mentored. So we get them at seven years old. We mentor them until they actually done college or military or secondary trade school or if they decide to go into whatever until they get married and they be part of discipling the next generation. And so we do it on Thursday nights right now, and it's been unbelievable, way more than I ever could imagine. Calvary Tom um, Price and his team, they did a story on it, actually, in the Calvary Magazine. So it's out front. We got a table out front. If you want to know, you can get plugged in. If you got a ministry teams that want to come do some labor for a day or people that got a heart, especially men who want to disciple young guys. Because the goal is this. We'll do one group. Each group is between 12 and about 14 boys. But we want to do 20 of those groups. So think about that, 20 times, you know, 12 is about 240 boys that will disciple them. As we move into the space, we can get them more than once a week. Because once a week is good, but I would rather see them at least three times a week to invest in them, you know, the way we want to invest in them. So that's why our mission field is we're going after young boys. I had a lot of success with it over the years. The Lord, you know, the Lord gave me a bunch of boys. They used to come over my house every Monday night. Not one of those kids ended up in jail. Not one, not one. None of, none of them in jail. It's about 103 guys came through Monday nights, but not one of them in jail. The majority of them are married and good fathers. And so we see the value of discipleship. And I'm still discipling guys. Every Tuesday morning, I got a group at 7 o'clock in the morning. And so discipleship is so important with men because a lot of men don't get the privilege of somebody pouring into them you know, I, I grew up without a father. And so for me, it's a little more personal that you pour into these young guys. You don't know who they are, what they're going to become. You don't know what Jesus is going to do in their hearts. And I've seen the fruit of it. And so God has a heart for young boys, young men, that they grow up, be good fathers, good husbands, you know, good stewards of a God's calling on their life. And so please pray that our goal is 
It'll outlive all of us. I know that, and I hope it do. And some churches will be planted out of it, too. You know, I'm sure about that. But just pray that the Lord, um, if he's calling you to be in an urban mission field, you've got to call the disciple young guys. Next year, we'll start the girls' division. We'll get girls as young as five. We can start younger with the girls. They're a little sassy. You know, five years, five years old, they'd be telling me a few things or two right now in the church. So we'll start the girls at five years old until they get done college or be married. And, and think about the fruit of that. So really being in their lives, not just, you know, you see them at church and say, how are you doing? But really being in their lives, going out to lunch with them, talking to them. And these kids we got, which we realized this, and I'm going to close with this. They understand the Bible ten times more than you would ever think at seven years old. If you heard these kids quote the scripture and the memorization of the Bible, it's off the charts. It's off the charts. So we're getting the word of God in them at a young age. Their hearts are a lot more impressionable. They're more easier. They, you know, they got a certain bent. But if you can bend them a certain way in the way of Christ, unbelievable fruit. So pray for us. God bless you guys. Thanks. You told me four and a half minutes. It's a new record. <laughs> I, could, I could listen to Mark talk for hours, though. It's amazing the things that the Lord is doing through his ministry. Um, from one Mark to another Mark, uh, Mark Walsh. Um, I first met Mark when my wife and I uh, went to the Calvary Bible School in Hungary. He was one of the pastors serving there. Um, uh, from Hungary, he went on to New Zealand, uh, started the Calvary Bible Institute in New Zealand, and there's just been some amazing things over the last, you know, 12 or so, 12, 14 years of, of that happening there. So Pastor Mark is here, and he's going to share a little bit about what's happening in, uh, not quite Antarctica, but the closest person we have to it. Thank you. Hi, everybody. And uh, English, is, English is my first language. So there we go. Um, my wife and I left with our kids, left England in 1998. We moved to Austria. We had four years in Austria working with the Bible school there. We had eight years with the Bible school in Hungary. Then we moved to the Southern Hemisphere to Central North Island of New Zealand and started Calvary's Chapel's Bible Institute 13 years ago down there. So we've just returned back to the UK about 10 weeks ago after 25 years sort of foreign mission field. Um, the Bible school we started in the Southern Hemisphere um, is run by a group called the Psalm 28 Trust. Psalm 28 says, ask of me and I will give you the nations, the ends of the earth for your inheritance. And that's always been our prayer that God, Jesus would have an inheritance in the ends of the earth, which for us was New Zealand. Um, one of the things that we've basically been involved in is discipleship, leadership training uh, through the expression of the Bible school. And with that, over the last 13 years, we've managed to place 17 uh, students into senior leadership positions within the Calvary Chapels of New Zealand, which at this point, there are basically nine Calvary Chapels. We're currently involved... Um, 
in supporting that ministry in New Zealand because during COVID, things, a lot of things changed. In New Zealand, we were pretty much locked down completely. So Bible school actually has been hibernated for the last couple of years. But in that time, we've been able to facilitate the planting of two churches, one in the Hawke's Bay of New Zealand and um, Calvary Chapel Nasinu uh, in the suburb of Suva, which is in Fiji, and it's the first Calvary Chapel in Fiji. So our heart really has been disciple-making, continues to be disciple-making within wherever we are. And through the COVID situation, my wife and I have ended up being relocating back to the UK for probably a two-year sort of period. I can't want to be in New Zealand. All I want to do is my son, be my son's assistant pastor and die. That's basically what I want to do. Um, maybe not the dying part, but... Um, and he's currently pastoring uh, Calvary Chapel on the North Shore uh, of Auckland. But the Lord has kind of brought us back to the Northern Hemisphere for probably a couple of years. And we went to Austria for two, stayed four, four. We went to Hungary for two, stayed eight. We went to New Zealand for two, and we stayed 13. So my two-year understandings are pretty messed up. Um, but really, and the Lord's brought us back, and we're working with a group called Poyman. And Poyman is a ministry to uh, really leaders and missionaries, senior pastors, leaders and missionaries. And it's, the premise is very simple, and it's this. If you can support or strengthen a senior pastor, a leader, and his wife, you will strengthen the church. It's not rocket science. So we're actually involved in helping establish and found that ministry in the UK and across Europe. And so at the moment, I'm working with guys in Finland, in Serbia, in Monaco, um, as well as in all sorts of other places around the world. And it's just a strange thing. So we kind of need your prayer because we kind of don't really know what we're doing and how to do it. But God seems to be opening opportunities, and it's all around discipleship, developing leaders. So please pray for us. Pray for us as a couple. Um, pray for the churches in New Zealand particularly. And if you want to know more about these things, you know, about the Southern Hemisphere and what the Lord is doing there, please just connect. Yeah? Please just pray. Please just pray for us. Thank you. There you go, Steve. That was impressive. Sure. So he mentioned about, you know, sort of the first Calvary church plant happening in, in, in Fiji there. It took place, I think, a, a few years back. Um, but if you're interested in that or, or um, more churches in some of those islands there that the gospel is, is sparse, uh, you can please at some point stop by and see Mark and he can get you connected in because, you know, it's still very beginning like the, they don't have websites and, and things like that so it would be sort of channeled through mark there so stop in stop by um talk with mark uh next we've got a guy that i just um just am getting to know uh tony pastor tony reyes uh my friend pastor dave from calvary Oldbridge. uh let me know that, that Tony was in town. Tony is also in the Philippines. He's, he's pastoring a church there. Um, so, Tony, just come up. Let us know a little bit uh, about yourself, the work that's happening there. I know there's a couple different ministries that you're involved with, and then how people can connect. Yeah. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Tony Reyes. And uh, my wife is here, Amber, and my daughter, Mary. We are missionaries uh, 
of Calvary Chapel, Old Bridge, New Jersey, not too far from here. And uh, we, uh, the Lord sent us back to our homeland in the Philippines in January of 2016. Uh, and the Lord gave me a verse uh, to uh, uh, direct me, and that's 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, where uh, Paul, writing to his son in the faith, Timothy says, uh, The things you have heard from me among many witnesses, these things commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So I knew that verse is uh, uh, given to us, was given to us to multiply disciples. And so uh, there's four generations of disciple making. But God told me, because I knew that he was calling me back to the Philippines in the church planting ministry. And God told me that I'm going to use the same principle, the multiplication principle, to multiply churches in the Philippines. And so the name of our ministry is 222 from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, Church Multiplication Network. And the name just describes what we do. You know, there's, we cannot do everything on our own. Um, we need to network with like-minded pastors, not necessarily Calvary Chapel pastors. I'm actually the only one in our area that's a Calvary Chapel. Uh, since uh, 2018, uh, when uh, I first planted the first Calvary Chapel in Tagaytay City, we now have three daughter churches. Uh, so there are four Calvary Chapel churches. But also in 2018, we started our church planting uh, training. We have a beautiful uh, training center in Talisay, Batangas, right across the famous Taal Lake. And in the middle of the lake is the famous Taal Volcano, the smallest active volcano in the world. You may have heard uh, it erupted right few weeks before the pandemic hit. And so we were really hit with a one-two punch. We were covered in ashes. After that, we were hit with the pandemic. Um, but um, we, we are now back uh, on our feet, and the place is more beautiful than ever. And so going back in October of 2018, we started our first training of our first class of students. We have a four-month school in our center where we train those whom God has called to become church planters. And we are now in our sixth class. Uh, so when this class finishes, we, have, we would have graduated about 90 uh, church planters in our formal school. But our training, our ministry goes far beyond that. We go wherever the Lord sends us. And so those we have trained in accordance with Second Timothy 2, to they train others. So wherever they're called, they go and train other church planters. So much so that within three and a half years, we have certified 2,000 church planters in our ministry. To God be the glory. And also within three and a half years, God has used our ministry to plant 200 churches. They're not Calvary Chapel churches. There's only four that I know, which I personally planted. But the rest are the body of Christ, you know, from Pentecostals to Bible Baptists, if you know, they're the, both extremes, you know, and everyone in between. But we all were a family because we don't talk about doctrine. We talk about planting churches. We help them multiply their churches because there's not enough denominations to, to plant all the churches that are needed. In the Philippines, uh, there are 42,000 villages we call barangays. They're just 
smallest uh, unit of government uh, communities. And half of those, about 20,000 barangays, still do not have a single Christian church. And many of those are in Muslim areas in the south. That's our target. Um, that's where we want to plant churches in each one of those uh, barangays uh, that are unreached. So um, please pray for us that God would send us uh, workers. That's our greatest need. I also want to ask you to pray for God's leading for you. Uh, number one, uh, you know, Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, it's not just for a few people. It's for every Christian. You are called to make disciples. And who make, who make disciples, who make disciples. If you just invest your life in the life of another Christian and, you know, passing on what you've received from the Lord, making sure that he does the same thing, and that will multiply. And you will leave behind a legacy of disciples. Um, it works with church planting as well. And I, I'm so excited to share with you uh, one more thing, if I may. Uh, last February 22, 2022. That's a significant date for us, in case you don't know. It's 2-22-22. And the name of our ministry is 2-2-2. So about a month before then, I was asking the Lord for a vision. What A vision that I can share uh, with our leaders that would motivate them moving forward you know, to plant churches and multiply churches. And so I thought I heard God tell me, I want you to tell them that we, you will be uh, planting 222 churches by the end of 2022. That was January. And so I, you know, I, I, I asked my leaders, how many churches have we planted? And I was told in January, well, we've planted 174 churches. And God told me, you know, you're asking for uh, such a small vision. I can give you the 222 churches on February 22. And so I had to uh, get back on my knees and ask God, so Lord, what is the vision that you want for our ministry that I can share with our leaders? And he said to me very clearly, and I know it's true because he's doing it. He told me, I want you to multiply that one training center that you started in Talisay, Batangas, that I uh, used to train 2,000 church planters and plant 200 church, or 174 churches at that time. I want you to multiply it 222 times. Now imagine this one training center that we started that was able to train 2,000 church planters, plant 174 churches. Multiply that by 222 times. So obviously I was overwhelmed and I, it's a daunting vision. I said at that time, Lord, is that really what you want? Well, that's just like three months ago, right? And guess what? Today, we have about 10 training centers already doing what we are doing. And there's about 10 more that are starting to do the same thing. And we have one training center in Bangladesh that are planting churches among Muslims and Hindus. And we have, I'm being called to help start a training center in Myanmar and also in Nepal. So our ministry has gone outside of the Philippines as well. So please pray for us. And uh, God bless you. Thank you very much.
So some fantastic stuff happening in the Philippines. Stop by and, and see Tony afterwards. Um, talk with him, hear more about what's going on. Uh, then I think we got one more before we'll break for lunch. So let's do uh, Pastor Gerald. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna come up, if Gerald's here. Yeah. So uh, Gerald is kind of the, the president of the Calvary Bible Institutes, uh, the the main one in the states there in Joshua Tree in California. But they're starting to kind of pop up around the world. So Gerald's gonna just come up and and talk a little bit about that, what he feels the Lord has showed him, and. Um, you know, this is something if you have a young person, high school age, uh, that loves the Lord, it, it could be something, you know, a, a next step for them in ministry. So, Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, it's an honor to be here. We love coming back to the East Coast Pastors Conference as well. A number of years ago, about five years ago, the Lord just dropped out of the sky a $5 million building for us. Uh, that was originally a rest home with the idea to be a Bible college. And uh, that was around the same time that part of Calvary Chapel was going in other directions. So after a few phone calls, we had Don, McCur Don McClure, Mike McIntosh, a number of Calvary pastors got together to get back to the original vision of raising up the next generation of Calvary Chapel pastors and leaders with teaching them all the way through the Bible. And uh, so we, uh, the idea was rather than a two-year program, make it a one-year program, but it's pretty intense. And so in that 10 months, we take the students all the way through the Bible. We have live classes what books we don't cover in our live classes, and we still listen to Pastor Chuck's Through the Bible, where they have a wide margin New King James Bible, and they take notes in the margin. And I might add, it's a class, and it's not speeded up. So it's still the pauses, that way they can write down. The other aspect of the ministry would be to raise up people in servanthood and give them practical opportunity in ministry then we have pastors from all over the country that come. So we're about to have our fifth graduating class. 100% of our kids go into ministry, and uh, they're going around the world. It wasn't something that we, like, set out to do. It's just a move of God's Spirit. At the same time, it started multiplying around the world because this teaching this way works in every single culture. And so Corey Gilgis is here, Calvary Chapel uh, Bible Institute of Peru. It's been going for several years, going great. We also have in Guatemala, also in the Philippines, we have two, and uh, maybe uh, a, a new one here with uh, Pastor Tony. We, we're getting together here at lunch. And then also we have one in the Republic of Georgia where we're ministering to Iranians, because in the Republic of Georgia, people from all over the world can come. We've been going several years. We're about to plant our first Iranian church in the capital city of of Georgia, which is Tbilisi, and raising up people to go back into Iran where God's Spirit is being poured out. So isn't that, it's exciting. And then also Israel, and uh, we're building one in Uganda as well. And so it's just multiplying around the world because this works absolutely everywhere. And so if you're a pastor, I want to invite you to come out and share at CBI. It's one of the reasons why all of our students have some place to go. Uh, 
It's so exciting. We've had pastors already be, or uh, student graduates already being uh, senior pastors. We've had them go into the mission field. But here's the deal. Jesus said to lift up your eyes. The fields are white and they're ready for a harvest. And one of the things that I believe is that Calvary Chapel's best days aren't behind us. They're in front of us. But we've got to raise up the leaders and then turn them loose. I was 26 years old when I was first a pastor. They called me kid preacher. They haven't done that for a long time. But I want to tell you, when we raise up this next generation, there's some awesome young people who are going to do greater things than anything that we've ever done. So if you're a pastor, we want to invite you out. If you have a young person, we have students from all over the country and we send people all over the country. Uh, One of the things that I always say in Southern California, you can throw a rock from one Calvary to another. And so let's go to these hundreds of thousands of places around the world that give anything just for one Bible teaching church. So it's a great joy. We have a table back here. We'd love to visit with you either in having a young person come or if you're a pastor, you want to come out and recruit for interns, uh, you can do that. We have beautiful guest suites so you can stay, you and your wife can stay. And all of a sudden where we're located, we're hundred. If, if you're thinking of typical California, we are not it, all right? If your vision of freeways and houses and everywhere, no, we're out in the desert. We're right by Joshua Tree National Park, which has become the coolest place in the world. Uh, recently, everybody's coming there, but uh, we would invite you to come out and be a part. So thank you very much.